From the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch, this is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you every Thursday. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Assistant Features Editor at the Dispatch, and I'm here today to say goodbye to 2018. This will be our last Life in the 614 the year, so it makes it the perfect time to thank you for listening in. We're about six months into this experiment, and we hope this podcast has helped you get to know more about the arts and leisure scene of Central Ohio, and, more importantly, make the most of it. And we're not done yet. There are a few more events sneaking in before it's time to pull up a new calendar. For example, some of Columbus's biggest attractions will offer free admission Saturday as part of the Big Explore, sponsored by the Columbus Foundation as it marks its 75th anniversary. Anniversary. Coda buses will provide free transportation to participating sites, including the Columbus Museum of Art and Cosi Columbus. And Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams in Columbus are offering 75-cent scoops. There's also the Dragon Lights exhibit at the Ohio Expo Center, which continues through January 6th. It includes more than 40 lantern sculptures and is open daily. But the one that hits closest to my heart right now has to do with basketball. After all, my family just put up a hoop at the house. Now, if only my kids could learn to shoot like the Harlem Globetrotters, who will take the floor Sunday at Value City Arena. Today, my colleague, lifestyle reporter Eric Legata, is in studio with a member of the team, Brianna Green, better known as Hoops, who became the 15th female member of the squad when she joined the Globetrotters three years ago. She's here to talk basketball and maybe teach us a few tricks along the way. Eric, I'll let you take things from here. Today we're here with Brianna Hoops Green. Can you just start by telling me a little bit about yourself? Why are you here today, I guess? So I'm here promoting the Globetrotters return. We'll be here December 30th. We have two games, two events at 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. at the shot. And I just want to encourage everybody to come on out and come see these high-flying dunks, trick shots, and just have a good time. So tell me a little bit about your background with basketball. Where are you originally from and how did you start playing? Um, So I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. I picked up a basketball when I was about four years old because my older brother, and I just looked up to him. I was always trying to be like him, and I continued to play basketball. I went on to play in high school. After that, I played in college at UTEP where I got my scholarship. And then after that, I went on to continue to play in Spain, Czech Republic, and Mexico. And after that, I landed the job with the Globetrotters. Okay. And how did you become a Globetrotter? What was that process like? I had been playing overseas, and I I had just had a knee surgery. I still had my brace on and I posted a video of me dribbling on Facebook, on social media, and the video went viral. Everybody was tagging the Globetrotters and how I should try out for the team. So a recruiter saw it and he invited me to try out and I made the team. And when was that? That was in 2017. Okay, so is this your like second season, or how many seasons have you been with the Globetrotters? I finished up my second season, so I'll be starting my third, because it started earlier, but yeah, oh, okay. I'll be starting my third season. Yeah. So I think I saw that you're the 15th woman to be a Globetrotter, I guess. What, can you tell me a little bit about what that means to you? It means a lot. It's really special being in such a small group, and small group of women. It, I just try to be a positive role model and positive influence, and just be an inspiration for those younger girls out there, and let them know that girls can do anything that the guys can do and are more than capable of achieving whatever you put your mind to. Mm-hmm. 
So how many games do you play a year with the Globetrotters? We play about 326 games. We, we play a lot of games. Oh, We're wow. in a new yeah. city practically every day. Sometimes we have two games. For example, here we have two games, but it's it's a lot of games. Yeah. So what's the experience been like so far, though? It's been an amazing experience. When I was little, I always said I wanted to play basketball and I wanted to travel the world. So being with the Globetrotters, I kind of checked both those off my bucket list and it goes hand in hand. Yeah. And what have you enjoyed most about the experience? I guess just tell me a little bit about what it's like to kind of be out on the court in that sort of environment. It's an amazing experience. Once those lights come on and once we run out and we look into the stands, we'll see all these kids and not even just the kids, but like the adults, everybody's smiling, cheering us on and encouraging us. And that's always rewarding. But also outside of like the games, once we see somebody and they see that we're a globetrotter, they immediately smile and then they start to tell us about a memory that they had like their first time that they went to a Globetrotter game and they always speak positive about the Globetrotters. That's really cool. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that probably most people at some point in their life have been to a Globetrotters game. I know I went to one as a kid and it still kind of sticks with me for sure. It's kind of one of those things like you just, you don't forget that experience. Yeah. You said you played some professional basketball and played overseas. How does it kind of compare? How do you, you know, how's the experience of being a Globetrotter kind of compare to that? I'd say overseas, they sort of prepared me for being on the road and uh, being away from home. I was over there for about seven months per season. So when I was in Spain, Czech Republic and Mexico. So I got used to being away from home easily and quickly. But it's different also because the hardest thing I had to adjust to my first year was, you know, I'm going into competitive mode and then I'm also entertaining. So you kind of had to f- learn how to flip that switch and you have to go entertain, put on a show, smile, do all these tricks. But at the same time, you have to flip that switch back and you're going to score, you're going to compete, you have to go play defense. And, you know, there's a balance to it. And I think that's what makes the Globe Charters different. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Obviously, the Globe Charters are known for the, you know, the theatrics and some of the tricks. And I guess, can you tell me a little bit about uh, kind of what do you bring to that in that realm? Uh, what do you do in particular to entertain the audience? I guess, do you have any cool tricks or signature things that you do? Yeah, so my specialty is my dribbling. That's where I showcase my tricks. I'm in the magic circle. I'll bring a little girl out into the game and she'll learn a trick. She'll shoot the ball with me and we'll have some fun. Throughout the game, I shoot a four-point shot, which is 30 feet away from the basket, which is pretty new to the game. And that's something the Globetrotters implemented. So that's where I do my thing. Now, did you always kind of have that showmanship ability or is that something you kind of had to learn? Or When I was little, I've always been a flashier type of player. I used to watch and like study all the N1 mixtapes. This was before I even knew about the Globetrotters. I would study the N1 mixtapes and all the street ball moves and I would go home and practice it and study it. So I had that like swag about me when I was growing up and playing, but I didn't think I was going to need it, you know, at yeah. my job. <laughs> now, who are some of your favorite players, past or present? Everybody likes Curly Neal. You gotta, you know, he's one of the legends. Zeus McClurkin, he's from here, actually. He's a Amazing. He's set, I think, what is it now, five Guinness Book of World Records. Bull, he's very impressive, very athletic. He's setting some records. And, you know, it's a great group of guys. Everybody has their specialty. Everybody's great. So I'm close with everybody. It's always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Do you ever miss professional basketball or are you kind of happy where you are right now? I'm definitely happy where I am. I do. I mean, I love basketball, so I'm happy where I am regardless. And when I'm home, I do get to go back home and just strictly basketball related. I don't bring in the tricks and stuff. I just work on getting better, working on my fundamentals, working on my craft just to perfect it. Yeah. And is Lexington still home for you? No, I live in Florida now. I had to get oh, okay. away from the cold weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you said you travel a lot and play a lot of games a year. Are you 
you still able to follow like WNBA or NBA or anything like that a lot? Are you a big fan of either of those leagues? Or? Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of the, the <clears throat> professionals, WNBA and NBA. I love college basketball, mm-hmm. Big Blue Nation, of course. Sorry, guys. But I love uh, Kentucky basketball and I just like basketball in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you have like a favorite team or anything? As far as pro-wise, mm-hmm. um, in the NBA, I've always been a Lakers fan. It's not because LeBron James. I've always <laughs> been a Lakers fan. I like Magic Johnson. Huge fan of Kobe Bryant. WNBA, I also like the Spark. So both those yeah. LA teams. What do you think of LeBron coming to the Lakers? Were you happy about that? It was very weird to me at first because I feel like people think that because you can't you can't be a LeBron fan and a Kobe fan. But I've always been a Kobe fan. And once he left, it was like kind of broke my heart a little bit. But also the Lakers have been struggling. So I knew once LeBron went there that we, you know, we would be... We may not beat the Warriors or anything, but we'd be kind of winning again. Yeah, he has a, he has a good track record of doing that. And what he does he off the court is amazing. I, yeah. I really respect him. I mean, he's obviously a great basketball player, but off the court, he's really, I like it. Yeah, definitely. He does a lot of great things for his community and still keeps in mind where he's from and all Exactly, that, so. yep. Any final thoughts you want to share with me? Anything you hope the audience enjoys from coming out to the show? I just want to encourage everybody to come on out. Leave whatever you have, any problems at the door because you'll really enjoy it. And it's memories that'll last a lifetime. Yeah. Oh, and I did want to ask too about some of like the tricks you can do with a ball. Like I think the classic one is being able to like spin it like without it stopping. Did you know how to do that before you came to the Globetrotters or is that something you had to pick up? I did. I learned that at a young age. I don't know why. Uh I guess I just knew one day I would be needing to know how to spin the ball. I learned it probably (laughs) when I was about 10. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I've gotten better. I could do more with it, but I didn't know how to spin the ball younger. (laughs) You'll have to show me that one after the podcast. (laughs) Well, I think that kind of covered everything I had for you. But thank you for stopping in and taking some time with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. Great. Thanks, Eric and Brianna. And thank you all for listening to Life in the 614. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the 614.